Welcome back to Empowering Green. Hey, Molly. Hey. How's it going? It's wonderful. We're joined here in the studio by Miss Molly, and Mandy's back. I'm so happy to be back. You just can't even imagine. Welcome back. And we have a special guest today, um, Miss Beth Tapin, the home health manager. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, Beth, how long have you been um, at the health department? 25 years this time. 25 years. Have you ever done a podcast before? Never. <laughs> this is Beth's first podcast. Yay. Getting her toes wet. <laughs> we invited Beth because we were like, this is a great topic for Beth because she was really involved in um, the COVID pandemic and all the um, nursing in- information that was going on at that time. And um, actually, as a shout out to Jersey County's Heidi Carter from Jersey County Health Department, she mentioned this podcast to me. And said oh you gotta listen to that because it's pretty good and it's full of information and you're just like so surprised like why things get moving this direction so shout out to her um and then we all kind of asked all of us to listen to this podcast called tiffany dover is dead and um then we just are gonna have like a little discussion just about the podcast and why is because we think it's fun to do this stuff so yay yay i love to dissect things like this yeah me too do you guys listen to podcasts normally? Yeah, all the time. No, not not a lot. If I'm recommended one, then I will listen. But normally I don't have, you know, the patience, I guess. That's a lot of sitting. I get really involved when I'm driving in the car. I'm just listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're super motivational if you can find some good yes. ones. Yeah. So I'm always looking for some recommendations. How about you, Beth? I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> likes those. And I, what was it? Serial? Is that is that one? Serial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's one I've listened to, yeah. too, before. Brad likes the true crime as well. Yeah. It's like... It's amazing di- what people do. And it's a different way to learn, kind of. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a change from, like, newspapers and internet. And it's just, like, really taken off. Just like this podcast we're doing. I mean... People listen when they want to listen. It's there forever, sort of. Um, you know, information changes over time. Um, right. But it's it's just a way to learn and di- learn different topics of things. So, yeah. So and find out what we're up to. <laughs> yes. Um, if you like podcasts and the idea of trying to understand people and why they get entrenched in conspiracies. You might want to check out this podcast by Tiffany Dover is Dead. So, just a little explanation um, about the podcast, and then we're going to go into some discussion about it. But Tiffany Dover was a nurse who participated in a live stream clinic during a national rollout of COVID vaccines. She worked in the COVID unit with her staff and was excited to participate in the video clinic. While the worst thing happened to Tiffany... Um, that could possibly happen to her when she received the vaccine. She, um, not immediately, but shortly after, passed out on camera interviews. So um, this launched a wave of misinformation and conspiracy theories that took over her life. So that was pretty an impactful moment in her life. Yeah, I can't help but to think about the way that must have felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just watched the video and it, got to be embarrassing yes in a normal like if you just pass out normally let alone live tv or on such an impactful moment situation yes Mm -hmm. right 
And if we go back to 2020, do you remember um, some conspiracies that were floating around that you heard during COVID? Mm-hmm. It all started with this video. <laughs> this video. I think there was quite a few somewhat before too, but um, I think that there was, you know, just this fear that people have about any situation that's new and, and it kind of creates a, a vacuum of space for people to supply information that's not true or misguided. But I remember the magnet on the arm. That was one. I know, like they were inserting a tracking device. <laughs> yes. With the vaccine. Device. Yes. Tracking. That they were going to change our DNA with it. Change yes. our DNA. I had that one on my yes. list. And then um, I think 5G. I heard a lot about that, yes. too. I so, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's so many different things heard. And it's like, okay, well, we have these scenarios. Um what, did any of you hear particularly about Tiffany Dover? Everything that was on the news, I feel like I saw. Um, from the time that <clears throat> the virus made it to the United States to the t- well, to now even, because I'm still very um, involved in the news surrounding it. Did, um, you, did you believe she was dead? No. Oh, good. Thank no. goodness. Thank goodness. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Um, I did not. You she said had, you saw Lester Holt. I yes. Guess. Yes. You saw and an interview there. I guess the Chattanooga area had a had a thing um, that he also put on, uh, but it was coworkers. Like she's at work. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like she's still alive. She's still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you followed that round. Did you hear anything? About I it? didn't at the time. We had a lot going on at the health department, exactly. so I yep. couldn't really watch TV. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think our staff. I mean, we were so busy, like just dealing with rumors in our own community and what's going on in our community and getting information out and helping individuals. Um, it was kind of like tunnel vision for me, as I remember back. It's just like all I was focused on was getting our community needs met and making sure that. I'm helping individuals now when they need help. Um, And I think any kind of emergency later on, if there was one again, um, as a health department, that's what we're focused on. Um, And it was like really like information was coming so fast. You know, you hear information on the news, you'd hear information um, coming from IDPH or other things. And it's just happening so quickly that you can only focus on your community and what needs to be done right now. So, um, I didn't, I missed this Tiffany Dover situation. Me too. I'm glad the podcast was there because it was great. It's eye-opening for how fast misinformation can blanket the nation. Well, for 54 years now, the health department has been vaccinating, immunizing. Mm -hmm. You know, that was how we got created (laughs) in the first place. Um, And suddenly we were cast at the front of the headlines in a very negative way because this information caught on so quickly and started spreading this misinformation. Right. And have you guys ever been caught up in like a fad or like a thing that, you know, you, you did, and then you realize, Oh, that was probably not the right thing um, that was going on. Like I can think of like HCG, for example, like taking that to lose weight. Like that's not a good plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, diet fads, period, pyramid sch- schemes. Like it's kind of like a conspiracy situation where you get involved in something and right. you're actively participating. And then you realize that's probably not a good idea 
or, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's easily done. It is. Yes. It is. Um, who remembers the first clinic that we had? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> um, it's It was um, profound for me because it was me getting my dad vaccinated. He was my top priority throughout most of it. And as soon as I saw it announced, I'm like, Dad. <laughs> and, he, you know, he was totally down with it. He trusted everything. He knows that people don't get into public health to harm. If, yeah, if it wasn't for Ron, I might not have known that the clinic was ready. Yeah. yeah. And in the, in the podcast, Tiffany Dover, they, like, do their first vaccine, and everybody's clapping and yay, woo, you know. And that's exactly how I remember it and yeah. felt mm. like, I mean, Beth did it, and we, we were like, woo. You know, just so excited. It's so stressful, um, especially people like Tiffany who were in COVID units. I mean, I remember somebody coming into our clinic and just their, like, presence of almost fear of, like, you know, their exposure, their constant um, exposure that they're bringing home to their family and and others, and um, just the relief it was to have something that would be a barrier and kind of a preventative method of of less illness. Hope. Right. Hope. Hope. Right? Hope. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, hope. hope. There was finally a glimpse that we could potentially get out of that pandemic. Yes. Yes. I, I cried when, as soon as the syringe was in my dad's arm, I was just so happy. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts about like her and Tiffany Dover? She like passed out during that video. Imagine what if that was you? I mean, first off, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. So for me, I thinking about like just what happened in the circumstances, it's a completely normal reaction right? for people. You line up, um, I heard in the podcast, you line up a thousand people, you're going to have at least a couple that are going to go down. It's just normal. A vagal response is something that is triggered by immunizations. Mm-hmm. Or pain. Or pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And in general, I mean, we've had, we had a few people that kind of got like nauseous or they had like just anxiety in general, just about needles or, uh, I mean, Justin dang near passes out every time he goes and gives blood. So, I mean, it's normal right. to feel nervous. And what she was experiencing was actual a medical, you know, um, diagnosis, I guess. But, um, yeah, such a, such a, such a, such a awful time to have that experience. And in general, like if you were up talking and you're answering questions to like a lot of pee- people on the media, I mean, that's another pressure that stress. you feel, a stress that yeah. can just be <laughs> even worse. That's what I was thinking. Just having those cameras on you and everybody watching, that would probably be enough to make me pass out anyway. But I know during the vaccine clinics, we did have several people tell us that they do pass out when, and we would lay them down and, you know... Because they told us beforehand, we were able to kind of take care of that so it didn't happen. Yeah. My daughter passes out and gets clammy. No, she, yeah. I, have to, I have to give kudos to the health department. She just got her flu shot, and she said she didn't even notice it. Oh, good. <laughs> One of our girls. <laughs> That's what several people would say. They'd, they'd claim a nurse. They'd say, I got to see Beth, or yeah. I got to see Hattie, yes. or whoever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, but what stuck out at you um, during the podcast? What was something while you're listening? What was concerning? I guess 
for me, it was concerning that so many people can just take a little idea and then be so completely misinformed. Like it snowballs into the darkest places. And there's no convincing them of the truth. They've got an answer for everything. Anything that, and they can twist it around so that it follows their point of view. Right. So it makes sense to them. Yeah. And I would say like during this time too, like Google, you could search something. If you believe a certain thing, your Google searches now come up almost like of that belief. So it's hard to even get out of that belief because your search engines are already like doing that for you. So entrenched. And yes. And it depends how you search the information too. I mean, if you're trying to look for something because you believe it, you're going to phrase it a specific way when you go to search for it. So then all the answers you get are going to be in reference to how you search. Right. Correct. And that, that I feel like that's something that we need to continue to learn how to avoid as a, as a people and kind of like figure out how can you broaden your searches so that you're looking for specific things. Um, but like that guy that believed the earth's flat and drank his urine, I mean, that was a situation where you're like, God, surely he doesn't believe this, but like he's involved, like he can't invested. not believe. He, he's very invested in that situation. And they're very convincing. I think I listened to that podcast. <laughs> and, and you're almost like, oh, maybe it is flat. Don't I go mean, down the road. Right. It, it is very yes. convincing. Yes. I, I think what worried me the most um, was in there somewhere, they were there was a doctor talking about how misinformation and the spread causes healthcare to cower. And, you know, I really didn't think of it that way, but there was a lot of tunnel vision at that time anyway. But we're... It, in like the healthcare industry, privacy, HIPAA, it's just in our nature to not talk. So when you are presented with misinformation, someone died, you know, well, we, we don't talk about it. Right. So that's yeah. perceived as us cower, like cowering down to whatever it is that's happening. Yeah. And I can imagine too, is like how many times uh, a physician or somebody comes in and they have all these theories that they're trying to unleash and the doctors overly exposed to individuals coming in constantly. Yeah. You know, they've done their research. They are um, looking for science-based information, um, information that is proof, proven, evidence-based is what I should say, is evidence-based information. And uh, over and over they're asked these questions, and I'm, I'm sure that's draining on a physician or nurse or any individual in general. I mean, it's just constantly... Um, bringing that these these are not truths, and um, yes, it, it would be very difficult to be in that situation. Exhausting. Um, you know, but did you guys ever receive conspiracy theory type information during COVID? Yes. Oh yeah, yes. all the time, all the time. I Any, did too. Yes. I, Anytime I posted a post, I would always have at least one person on the thread say, but "Did you read this?" Yeah, and I was like. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would get um, kind of conspiracy messaging, and one of them would come in like a, it's like a video, and it's like a spooky song in the background, and then they're like, got the 
commas or parentheses wrong and you're like what is Mm -hmm. you know I don't even want to watch this soap opera like song because I feel it's fake like it's in me that it's fake you know but this person you know they're an educated person they're smart you know but they may not have learned those same experiences of this is misinformation trying to look good you know right and and I couldn't um couldn't really look at those things because it it cause this like kind of visceral type reaction like how do you not know this is wrong you know but um I think that as people feel this feeling of fear and they feel like this unknown like they go in these dark places um where they're looking for answers and um it's just like it's difficult and it's contagious it's contagious um you were saying that it was like that dark place it's like and then they would take other friends with them <laughs> to those dark places. And it was a time when there was so much unknown because we were still learning, mm-hmm. you know, at, about the spread of the virus, how it was transmitted. There was so much unknown. That was their hope. They latched onto a story because they wanted an answer. That's mm-hmm. the answer they arrived at. Doesn't mean that it was necessarily the right answer. Right. It's like human instinct to fit in and to be in a group. Yes. Right. And when somebody doesn't agree, I think I've I've listened to these other podcasts where they're like, you know, instead of saying that you're other, you're opposite of my view, we can't talk, which I think happened a lot during COVID. It happened, you know, uh, personally with me and I know with other people, but um, learning, relearning that we're talking to humans and that you are a person and you have a different perspective. And I think that that's an evolution that we're going to be seeing coming soon if we're not already experiencing that. But um, I think that we've learned that from the exposure of COVID in general. So, um, and I, I feel like during this trip, Tiffany Dover, I think parts, I thought, well, how can we learn from our experiences? I think the other part that I found interesting too is how quickly she became famous. I mean, overnight in 24 hours this information went all over and you know I did find in the podcast she was silent following most of this and that did bother me it was very frustrating why would you be silent in this situation so what do you think came out of that I think it was hurtful I think her silence made people believe the other way instead of her, if she had come forward and acknowledged, I'm fine, it was a response, I have this response, you know, I've been diagnosed, it's it's something I have, I do this. Yeah, I guess it would have laid that to rest. And I think she felt like she did, like she said that yeah. in her video. In her you know, video, right after it. Right, right. right. And yeah. I do think, like, it's like, it happened so fast, and then she was put in this place, like, almost, like, Harmful. I mean, people are following her. People are coming to find her, looking Death for threats. Her. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it is scary. Like half of me is like, I wish she would have done more to say, "Look, this is crazy talk. I am still alive, and here I am," <laughs> yes. or or something. But she did not. And I and I feel like it's like her safety. Like imagine just as a female in general, like walking in the dark, worried about things right. behind you, and then. Um, a situation like this where you're broadcast so broadly and exposed and people know you can find your address and they, they find out all this information about you and then come stalk you. Right. Um, so I feel like she would have to be in people a scary People in Europe were talking about this. Yes. Right. 
And it was like cross countries. That's a whole different change in our media exposure nowadays than it was a long time ago. It's so broadly through the world anymore that it's not just right here. Um, Being informed is not the best thing. (laughs) Right. So I think, you know, like the health department, our approach, I think, to social media has been a little different and, and different compared to other communities as well. And that is basically to provide information be sure you're open, um, making comments, you know, if something isn't true, sharing the evidence-based information, um, and, and really being that source in the community. Now, sometimes we get things wrong, and sometimes we have to go back and say, things change now, and this is the new information, the latest information we have. Um, but being transparent like that and being open to communicating um, is, I feel like, a, a very strong reason uh the health department is here and one of the very priorities that um that i know that we all share agree i agree and there are some people in um other other communities though that like may not have commented because there there was fear that there would be all this information coming at them and and there's just not enough time to make comments for every scenario that comes on the page but yeah it is so important you think that you could have been quiet in this situation as a person? No. I'd be pretty embarrassed, uh, to be honest, you know. Um, that, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, every, anybody that knows me knows I'm probably going to voice my opinion about something somewhere. So probably not. But I would be pretty embarrassed. And I could see where she wouldn't want to put her family, her colleagues most importantly, her patience through all of the things that were happening to her. Right, right. I think it's hard to know what you would do if you're not in that situation. I'd like to think that I, I would have been out there all the time, yep. you know, saying, I'm still here, but. And I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm healthy. And like in general, if you think about our culture and how things have kind of shifted too, is like there are so many loud people like. There's the loud, the loudest person in, in the room or the loudest person in the meeting, you know, they take up a lot of space. And so I feel like right now, culturally, we have in two somewhat extreme situations that are taking up a lot of space. But the silent majority of people, um, which the silent majority is people who are regarded as holding a moderate opinion, but rarely express them, um, they're the majority. And it's hard to remember that, but if you think of like a normal meeting that you're at, there's one person usually has a lot to say. There's one person that says nothing because they're thinking, they're analyzing, you know, they're just a very quiet person in general. And then there's the middle people, which is like the most of the people. So it's like those middle people, if they would say more and and unite the groups, that's what we kind of need, right? Absolutely. So the extremes are so so loud uh, that it makes it hard. But what do you think people in this community can do to, like, kind of mend relationships or, or help with the negative outcomes? Um, I feel things are moving more positively here. Um, but are there other things that we should be doing to kind of help people along so that it's not a negative environment and that we're really, like, just changing this to an innovative time of – just like togetherness is there something you can think we could do i'm personally just going back to what i did before i always was 
helpful. I was always, you know, if somebody needed their yard mowed, I'd mow it. If somebody, you know, and and we got away from that because mm-hmm. we didn't know how people thought about us. Right. Right? So, but I'm just getting back to more of that type of activity, reconnecting with my community. Connecting. Yeah. That's good. How about you, Ron? Um, talking. Taking time to listen. Yeah. Beth, how about you? I just try to respect everybody's opinion. Whether it's mine or not, that's fine. We can agree to disagree, but I, at least I'll listen, and I will respect that that's your opinion. I'm not going to try to, you know, force you to change your mind. I can give you information that I have that is evidence-based, but... Um, if you still, and some people will, always want to stick with the opinion that they already had formed, then that's fine. That's your choice. Right. Yep, I agree. And it's like, um, you know, if you think about us as humans, we're always evolving. So our opinions change over time, too. And, and like, I may not have liked Brussels sprouts for a really long time, and now I like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> right. And, and it's uh, people have different perspectives, different worldviews, different experiences, life experiences that have made them the person that they are and, and allowing them to be human. Right. You are the human and um, that we're more similar than we are actually different. And considering that um, when we're talking to somebody, there's always room for a third side. It's the side that you all kind of can totally agree on, you know? Right. Um, so I'm not saying I'm an expert on how to make this better, but I think that it's understanding people and, and being willing to listen is more um a sense of togetherness that that is going to to come out and I'm definitely an optimist so I know things are going to be okay but they are <laughs> <laughs> so anyways well I appreciate you guys listening any other thoughts about Tiffany Dover if you haven't listened to it I'd suggest to check definitely it out. check it out it's a great podcast I'm glad she's all right <laughs> I really enjoyed this podcast yes and Tiffany Dover is not dead she is alive you got to listen till the end you'll find out more all right well until next time we'll have a special guest coming up next month see you then